When's the last time you really looked at your new hire training to determine if it's really doing its job? Today, we're going to talk with Shelby Betts about that topic and more. So let's just jump in. This is the One Step Better podcast. Helping small businesses make wins each and every week. So Shelby, what is something that you've tried to learn that just did not work out? Well, Mike, that's a long list <laughs> of, of, of hobbies and expensive habits. Um, something that I tried to learn that did not work out is music. Like playing I've, music? Yeah, I've always wanted to like play the guitar, play the drums, ukulele, the banjo, the violin. You know, I've, I've bought instruments, but when I get to the point <laughs> of actually playing them, it just doesn't ever work out. <laughs> So how many instruments have you tried to play? Oh, man, that's a great question. Uh, I mean, th- truthfully, probably just two or three. Yeah. You know, I, the recorder doesn't count. You know, you have to do that in middle school. Can you play high cross buns on the recorder? Everyone can. Yeah. And we should all stop doing that, you know. No, every time there's a recorder around, <laughs> somebody should pick it up and play, play that. it. Uh, yeah, I think the piano, the guitar, and the drums, all of which yeah, probably parents were like, no more of this. But, yeah, I still have a couple guitars in my house and still think, one day I'm going to learn how to play that, but. Did you ever so do far, lessons or was it? Out. No, and I think that's the issue. Like yeah. I've definitely uh, learned by watching someone and like I need to be like doing it and I've never had anyone say, oh, here's the chords you should start with. Yeah. So I'm sure if I had someone actually teach me, then I might be able to figure it out. But I'm like, this is a whole different language. I don't know what I'm doing. So this is this one of those things. My fingers. <laughs> you wanted to learn it, but you didn't really want to put in all of the effort no, necessary to yeah, learn no it. Yeah, no effort. I just wanted to buy the tool and then be a master. And then I learned yeah. that's not how it works. There's some sci-fi movie that like you can go plug your brain into a computer and it just downloads. Oh, it's the Matrix. That's the Matrix, right? They like download information into your brain. You just know how to do something. Yeah, that's I what I wish want. life was like that. Yeah, can we just create software updates for my yeah, brain? I'd yeah. love that. That would be cool. What about you? What's something you've tried to Everything in the world. <laughs> there are so many things. What's a good one? I think of three that came up top of mind just really quickly when I saw this question was um, chickens. <laughs> I had chickens <laughs> for a hot minute. Um, that was fun. They're all dead. Uh, got eaten by polar bears. <laughs> no, my dog ate some. Some ran away. They didn't want to be part of our family anymore. Yeah. The chickens Saw didn't the work kids out. And we're like, we gotta get out of here. Uh, I've done run. this. Yeah, they were like, I'm, I'm getting out of here. Uh, I did the music thing too. Uh, you know, Anna uh, told me that playing a ukulele was easier than learning how to play the guitar. Oh. I tried to learn how to play the guitar. That failed. Um, and so, so I bought a ukulele. <laughs> I know how to tune it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a couple of people in office that can play the ukulele. Yeah, yeah. Anna said that next time like that we're doing something to bring yeah. it up here and she'll teach me some things. Yeah, Tara knows too, I think. Yeah. To be fair, the tuner is built into the ukulele, so it's hard to screw it up. Oh, I but see. I do know how to tune it. Nice. Um, Chickens, ukulele. Language. Like, I would oh, love, like you're fluent yeah. in Spanish. I would love to be fluent in Spanish. Yeah. Um, but see, that's a learn by doing thing. If you get is. dropped in a foreign country and you don't know any you figure language and they don't know any English, then you figure it out. I have the same problem as you. Um, I want to know how to do all these things, but yes. I don't want to put in the effort to yeah. actually do all of these things. Yeah, let's be honest. It's uh, the investing the time to master yeah, it. Yeah, I'm it's out. just, it's like I want the, the instant quick fix uh, type of thing. Yes. Um, and, and so... I think that, you know, the, the training that kind of goes into the front end to make, you know, me able to play the ukulele is super important. You know, you can't learn a musical instrument just on your own no. um, unless you're really, 
you know, tenacious and inclined to, yeah, I'm going to do this and go figure it out. There, sure. uh, and I think our new hire training is very similar. Uh, the reality is if we don't put in time to train our new hires to do their job well, they're going to flounder and fail just like we have floundered and fail with playing instruments or learning how to raise chickens. Uh, and so that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, the reality is new hire training is super important. We cannot expect people to walk into our organization, get up and running without some type of external input into that person that says, hey, this is who we are. This is what we expect. This is how you're going to do your job. Um, but there's also a balance of having some flexibility and freedom for that individual. We hired them for a reason. We expect that they're competent and we expect that they're going to match our values, those types of things. Um, and so there's there's that. I want to show you. I want to give you a little bit of leash for you to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And walking that balance is really difficult. You have, um, over the past six months or so, brought in a handful of new people on your team. Yep. Um, and one of the first things that you did as part of that is you really kind of put together a more of a formalized path or training plan uh, for those team members. Talk to me a little bit about why you felt like that was needed, um, why you ever even started going down that path, and how it's worked out. Yeah, well, um, I mean, full transparency, I have good leadership around me <laughs> uh, that really forced my hand a little bit, to be honest. Um, you know, we, we know we want to grow and um, we just realized, at least in, in my department, that our success was mostly um, individual driven and, and normally they're natural talents, right? So I can't play the ukulele, but I'm, I'm pretty decent at, at the selling thing. I enjoy asking questions. And so I've had success there. Uh, you know, other key individuals on our team have had success, but m- honestly, mostly because they're just naturally inclined to do those things. And, and they really get it. And so once they learned our culture, they were off and running and, and being successful. But um, I think part of this really stemmed from we wanted to have a, a repeatable, consistent process that we put every single new person through. Um, and once I realized that if I just created it once, <laughs> you know, I could go back and tweak it, but I would never have to do that again. Um, I just saw a finish line and thought, you know, this really would be worth it because if we hire one person or we hire 50 people, I can scale this thing once kind of the building blocks are in yeah. place. And, and you and, and Matt and our our team really encouraged me to think through that. So, you know, I, what the process looked like as far as getting it going was was really just just that. What are the characteristics and the qualities um, we need in someone to demonstrate? What are the skills that we need them to have acquired by the end of our training plan? And then how can we, of course, go back and then inspect and expect what they're actually doing. So is the process repeatable? Are their actions demonstrating like success or all of the things we needed them to do? So really it it was great. I got to sit down with Greg, our HR guy and director of people services and just said, you know, here's what success would look like for me in this role at 90 days. And here's what it looks like in like two or three years. And basically we just started with the vision of that specific role and said, this is what winning would look like in their role. And we would count on this person, that KRA language. Um, We would count on that person to be doing these things and living out kind of these core values. And from there, once we painted that picture, it was a lot easier to then try to decide what are the fundamental disciplines, skills, soft skills, technical skills, and training that person would have to have acquired and developed to be that person. And so it was easy for me to work backwards once I had the vision of of who I wanted that person to be. Um, And then from there, it was just head down, get to work. That's a long, arduous process. Mm -hmm. This is not something that you can just wake up 
next day and be like, oh, I'm going to do this today and be done. How granular did you get on the task level of this is the things that I need to train these new hires Mm -hmm. on their job? Is it, is it looking at what they should be doing on a daily basis and this is how you do it? Is it more, I'll say vision based where it's ultimately your goal is this. And so whatever it takes to get there, how detailed did you get in that? Yeah, I I started with the fundamentals that I needed them to have in place. Um, You know, as a salesperson, you have to understand that a part of your job is making calls every day and setting appointments and having conversations. It doesn't help me to lay out how awesome, how much money you can make, you know, how many clients you you could bring on if they can't get to the very first step in that process. So I actually probably went backwards. I didn't care so much about coaching, like the vision of who I wanted them to be, although I think that's important to do. Mm -hmm. I just felt they already have a picture of success. We have successful individuals that are walking and and doing the things we want them to do. So that vision's already being cast for them by other team members that they're hired with. I think what I really focused on was the fundamentals that I needed each of them to have and to really get that like deep and heavy into their brain. Um, I always think of everything like in basketball terms, but you know, when you first get started, depending on your role, like you've got to learn to dribble and you've got to learn to put your like hand in the cookie basket, you know, before you're ever the best three point shooter out there. And you've got to know how to do a solid pick before you can do a pick and roll. And so if you get the fundamentals right of, of learning how to run and how to jump and how to dribble and how to shoot, well, then the finesse of actually like being the type of player you want to be, that gets a lot easier. But if you don't have those fundamentals in place, you're not valuable to the team. So from a training perspective, it wasn't enough to say you will need to make phone calls, just to use that as an example. Yeah, absolutely. Your training is, this is how you make phone calls. This is how many phone calls that you would normally expect to make in a given day or week or whatever. And this is kind of the you know, what happens after you do make that phone call? How do you, you know, what's the follow-up plan with that? You're getting to that level for almost every task that they're going to be doing in their first, you know, maybe 30, 60, 90 days. Yeah, absolutely. We looked at what do they need to accomplish to be successful and then how do they need to accomplish that? And so first start with the basics of what needs to be done every single day, day in and day out. What tasks do they need to perform to be successful in this role? And then once we laid that map out and clearly in a a system, you know, systematized, organized way for us, that's a playbook. Um, then it was, okay, now that I know what I'm supposed to be doing, now I need to know how to do that. And that's where you start layering in, depending on the role, your technical training, you know, there's software that you've got to teach on, there's industry knowledge you need to teach on. Um, but I think once you lay out the what, then it's, of course, your, some of your training has got to be very much, here's actually how I go about accomplishing that. Um, and putting that, again, in the playbook for me was helpful because now I have a, a, a base for, hey, when we, you know, keep an organized CRM, when we take notes, this is how we take notes. So now I've created some consistency for I'm, I'm um, putting in my notes and organizing the CRM the way I expect every single team member to follow. So they see the vision of what they're supposed to be doing, but there's also an, an actual document that gives them like a standard operating procedure for kind of every step that's, that's yeah. important to us then are you laying that training plan because that's that's not this isn't just hey this is one course or you know in our world a course that you would take Mm -hmm. Um, this is multiple so are you laying those courses those plans on a calendar and saying look this is your first x number of days or weeks 
this is exactly what it's going to look like. Yeah, I think that's probably needs to get like tailorized and custom to the type of person and the type of role you're hiring for. Um, for me, you know, salespeople tend to be extroverted. They tend to be, um, they like being out and about and doing things. And I knew that, you know, we've got some great tools in place. We've got a learning management system. So the idea of, hey, I can create a video, you know, I can just jump on my Zoom, record my video, explain this, I can present, do a screen share. Now I've got a course that I want all people to go through. Like the idea of that was super exciting to know that we had that technology in place. But even with that, if I set a salesperson in front of a screen for two weeks, I can tell you what they would learn. And that's absolutely nothing. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, And so I think that needs to be pretty dependent on the type of role you're hiring uh, for a super technically inclined person that's mastering a technical skill. Um, In my mind, like an an administrator or a very like tech driven person that needs to know your systems or your processes, it may be absolutely perfect to put them in front of a screen for, you know, their first 30 days and all they're learning is the how to and the ins and outs you know but for my role specifically really it was I've got some you know some video coursing that I I want them to do primarily because it takes time off of me I can give all of them this training it's again it's it's systematized but it's also consistent I'm not saying one thing to one person and one thing to another it's here's how we make phone calls and here's what we expect so create that course Uh, but then in in our world it was we're going to ask them to do a couple of online courses but then we're also wanting them to check in with other salespeople Mm -hmm. and we want them to go on sales calls and do things so I tried to break up our training plan um, to be both a healthy mix of a couple of courses online every day, um, tagged with making sure they're getting out and about, moving, and trying to kind of implement the stuff that they are You're wanting them learning. to stay engaged. <laughs> Otherwise, it's like, oh, yeah, I got to go watch more videos. Right. And, you know, a lot of, even now, I, I think our, our learning technologies are, are really awesome. But, like, I just think about, like, in college, you know, how you learned as a student. You likely enjoyed the professors that were very engaged with you. At least that yeah. was my experience. You know, I took virtual classes, and, and I hated those classes, yeah. and I learned nothing. Um, but the ones that I had in-person instruction and that I was meeting with on a routine basis, like I just took a lot out of that. And so I I kind of assume that all employees getting started, yeah, you're going to have to have some courses. There's just a part of it that's boring and you need that stuff in place. But you also need a leader or, you know, a coach or manager, supervisor who's going to be engaged with their day-to-day and making sure they're creating space in their calendar for check-ins to see are they actually acquiring the knowledge you need for them to have and I think more importantly getting some feedback on how that plan it actually is now that we've had a couple staff go through it it's hey what what did you think about Mm -hmm. that actual training well I've got great feedback now for hey this this was really confusing and so now I can tweak that course to make it a little bit better for the next teammate that goes through it yeah I I think that one of the fears that I have with all the training stuff and remote workers is that we are pushing more of the training piece to online technology, virtual technology. The delivery of that is happening in recorded sessions versus anything live with humans. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't love that because I don't think tra- whenever we're dealing with people, we shouldn't be looking for the most efficient way to train our employees. We should be looking for the most effective way to train our employees because at the end of the day, if we train our new hires well mm-hmm. and they can get up and running quicker or even they're they're more ready to go out and do the job that we hired them for, um, 
that's ultimately going to equate to success in the business overall because our people drive everything. Uh, and if we just simply say, hey, you know what, we're going to put you behind a video screen. You don't really have a chance to ask questions to a live audience or anything like that. Then they're going to regurgitate what they saw. And there also is a requirement of keeping up with that system on an ongoing basis. Absolutely. In our world, something can change at the drop of a hat. And if, if we're fully dependent upon video-based learning, we have to go re-record or edit videos that are all over the place. Mm-hmm. And it's not as I, – I personally, I don't think it's as effective as when we can get in person, side-by-side, or even in a group together. Yeah. Uh, and if, if, if we're just relying on video-based technology, we're going to lose something there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. But, the, you know, to the other side of that that coin, I think there's a lot of growing small businesses out there who I think just and thinking about like my own experience, when I thought about what it would take as far as time wise for me to actually sit down, build this plan, put together the, the plan for, hey, their first 90 days, their first six months, their first year. That was so daunting. It was just easier mm-hmm. to just not worry about it. And I think a lot of small businesses and their teams are in that same situation. Mm-hmm. I can't dedicate a whole month to, to getting this person's plan together. I'm generally writing the plan the day before they're in the office. Like, let's, you know, let's be honest. So I think even just the time suck of knowing it's there, it just can feel so daunting to most owners and, and to leaders. It's just like, oh my gosh, like, when am I going to have time to do this? Yeah. But I think like to the positive side of having some technology in place, if you can kind of get in that mindset of everything that I'm doing and teaching when I'm in front of my team could be an opportunity for me to create a course or to create a path. Um, Once you get yourself in that mindset, now you've developed some pieces, like just getting on a recording, you now have some pieces that you could put in a plan. Most of the trainings that we're doing in our sales meetings are all of the things I would want a new hire to have like in their toolkit in their first 90 days. So rather than me teaching it at the sales meeting and then reteaching it in 90 days and then reteaching it, reteaching it, well, I'll take the time to get it right the first time I train it. I'm going to record that. And now I I do have at least a foundational building block that I can give to anyone. So I agree with you. I think that we definitely should balance the effectiveness of our training plans with the efficiency, but also too, I think as leaders for it to not feel so daunting, I have all of this work to do, just getting in the habit of knowing when I want to transmit a skill to my team, I should be thinking about how can I record that for future. That will really help you in the long run develop a, a path for those key individuals. Yeah. And what, what, what Casey always says, on she, she leads some of our operations teams. Um, she really values the hear, see, do, you know, and evaluate kind of mantra where she will always, hey, I'm going to tell you this is how we're going to do this. This is, this is the way that we do whatever it is that she's talking about. And then it's going to be here. I'm now I'm going to show you how to do that. And then I'm going to watch you do it. And I'm going to give you some feedback on what you got right, what you got wrong and how you need to tweak. You really kind of did that with the training plan stuff that you built out from a standpoint of you went through, right? Here's how to make a phone call. But then next up was, Hey, you're going to be listening to all the phone calls that the team is making. Mm -hmm. And then follow that with, I'm going to be listening to the phone calls that you're (laughs) making and giving feedback all along the way yeah. that to me that breaks it up so it's yeah. not just i have everything to learn 
And then once I've learned everything, now I'm a master of all the things that you want me to learn, allegedly, because I watched some videos and took some tests. Absolutely. Now I got to go implement those things. And 80% of the stuff I just learned is out of my brain because yeah. it's just overwhelming. Absolutely. Um, and from a new hire's perspective, they want to, I think, you know, the people that we hire, generally speaking, they want to jump in and be as effective as possible as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. We don't hire people that are just wanting to get into the organization and slowly fill their way around and kind of find their niche. They're really wanting to jump in and make a splash. Uh, and, and so the the training that's proactively thought about, organized, ready to roll out, it's waiting for them. They kind of have the ability to move at their pace to, to the extent they want to, um, but there's plenty of time for feedback. And here's what you, you know, chances to actually go and do the things that we're going to need them to do, yeah, absolutely. which makes it, I think it's a little bit better. It's yeah, not as passive. Definitely. You know, you're a great organizer, um, you know, to people out there that are listening that are thinking, okay, I'm going to commit some time to work on a training plan, you know, maybe for a key staff or key individual in our company. How would you advise or encourage a leader or a, an owner to start developing that path or, you know, re-energizing one that they have in place already? If you have nothing in place, uh, I think you need to divide new hire training into two categories. There is an orientation that needs to happen. Sure. And then there's a training that needs to happen. The orientation is familiarity with your business. This is where you're going to, you need to go through the mission, vision, values. Um, honestly, as boring as it is and painful as it is, even like I, I'm the one who recorded our video that we put out for this, but you need to spend some time going through the employee handbook and pointing out key policies because your employees uh, are going to want to know what's in it for me. And mm-hmm. it's our responsibility as the employer to let them know that. Sure. Um, and so there's the orientation piece. We're really talking about the company, and this is you know who to go to for what. You did a great job of putting together a glossary. These are all of the terms that we use inside of our company that you probably aren't familiar with. Um, it's just the jargon that we use. And so whenever you hear somebody talking and you hear that word, you have a resource. So I, I want to be able to do that piece. And that piece is is largely recorded video stuff because it doesn't change super often. Um and when it does, it's it's there's typically one thing, one place to go to fix or, or correct. But then when you jump into the training piece, um, I I think of it from the standpoint of first week, second week, three months, six months. Like what's those milestones? Um, ultimately, we start with the end in mind. This is what a fully up and running person looks like, and these are the skill sets that they have, the things that they're knowledgeable about. Um, and then just like you did, we're got to break that down into in order to get to step 10, yeah. what is step five, what is step, step one. one. Sure. And that's where it gets hard Yeah, is because um, a lot of times we will assume as an employer that's hired a person that we think is going to be the magic pill that fixes all of our problems. Which we they, ass- do. they do. People fix Fi- people do. They do. But we assume they're going to do that on day one because yeah. they're super knowledgeable. Sure. And a lot of times they don't know which way is up on day one. And mm-hmm. it's our job to tell them that. And so we do that through very basic training, ground level training. Yeah. Um, we, in our interview process, we talk about this. We talk about this, you know, if you're a staff accountant that's interviewing here, we're going to tell you, look, we know that you're knowledgeable. We, we, you've done assessments. You've passed assessments, which very few people pass. We know you're knowledgeable. We're not going to discount your knowledge but we do need to kind of break some of that knowledge and build it back up our way because <laughs> yeah. we don't want you to do things the way that you've always done them. Sure. 
We want you to do, do things our, our way, way a little bit. Sure. Uh, and so we start very basic. And then from there, it's, you know, in, in two weeks, this is the things I want you to know. And like we talked about, you need to break that up with, I'm going to do some training and then I'm going to do some modeling and then I'm going to do some coaching and development as you're doing those things. Yeah. And so find those little micro steps, you know, that, that you can stair step somebody through. Um, quick wins are super, super helpful for new hires. They mm-hmm. feel like they're really adding value quickly. Yep. Um, and f- you cannot give too much feedback, um, you know, consistently along the way. It takes a lot of time. I mean, that's just, it, it takes a lot of time. And most small businesses out there, I needed somebody yesterday anyway, and I need this person up and running as fast as possible. So here's the fire hose. Go get what you can get out of it, and then we'll figure out the rest. Yeah. We did that for the longest time and still do that to this day on in some areas. Sure. Um, but we're trying to get away from that because it honestly just doesn't work as well. Yeah. I mean, to your point about like orientation, you know, coaching your mission, vision, goals, your whys and having a way, something that was very helpful for me that I'll, I'll continue doing just because I felt it helpful was, you know, we've created that orientation plan for all new hires that lets them know who we are, what we do, why we do it. And then just kind of systems like stuff that you should expect around the office. Um, I took that a step further and just put a, a binder <laughs> with a couple of key things um, on each of their desks um you know obviously everything can be virtual but I'm still I like the old school having a book and so something that I did was like I set that on all of their desks and in that book outside of kind of their courses were just like random assignments um, some of those were go listen to this podcast. Like we did a why the Patrick accounting story exists. We we interviewed Matt and it's like, you know, yeah, you're going to hear that on a video and you'll go to lunch with Matt. But that podcast is a perfect opportunity to hear in, in Matt's words why he started this company. And so I wanted to go a step further. And so like in that book, I had little assignments like read this blog, watch this podcast, mm-hmm. like any, you know, stuff that you think, oh, well, that's that's dumb or irrelevant. It taught them a couple things. It taught them about like our philosophy around how we educate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> taught them where to go find stuff, how to go find stuff, um, and then you know I followed the see one, do one, teach one philosophy that you've talked quite a bit about. Um, even after that, like they had places to take notes, they had like impressions for the day, and they also had assignments, which probably bugs the heck out of our team. Which is go book an appointment with Casey for fifteen minutes. Go take this person to lunch. I wanted my my team to get in the habit of knowing who to go to in the office outside of my department. Like yeah. I wanted them to create those cross department relationships. That's time suck on employees. Cause it's like, I don't have 15 minutes to sit with this cat who doesn't even know what a payroll tax, you know, what payroll taxes <laughs> are. Um, but I think even having just that as a reference point for them was, was super helpful. Org charts there, handbooks yeah. there. You're setting then, expectations. Yeah. That was super valuable. And you know, once we, I collected feedback. So their assignment every day was slack me one thing that you learned that surprised you, one thing you learned you didn't like, and one thing you think we can do better as a company. Mm-hmm. And so they got in that rhythm of always sending me feedback at the end of their day. And honestly, their insights were surprising. I, no one in the company has a better idea about what the company is lacking in <laughs> than your new hire exactly. because they're fresh from a different yep. organization. And so when they told me, hey, this is confusing, that was a really good opportunity for me. I saw that across a couple of, of we hired you know two guys and both guys said, hey, this piece is confusing. 
wonderful. Yeah, that was gold. great insight for me then to go back and, okay, now I have an opportunity to clarify this for them, but I now have an opportunity to correct this moving forward. So just even that rhythm of, and it was simple, just every day your assignment is to slack me something insightful, something disappointed you, and something that, you know, we yeah. could do better. Yeah, that's awesome. It was a big deal. And those books are great because every once in a while I think, hey, let me look at your books. You know, just see what, <laughs> what are, are we their notes again? that they were taking back then. <laughs> yeah. So that's I think really it's good. important to have. I think a, a couple of other things before we wrap up. I think it's important to understand that this whole process takes time. And when you think you've devoted too much time to it is when you're probably just getting started. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, one of the biggest frustrations for me as a leader is the, hey, I feel like I told you that already. Why don't you know it? And it's because I told you that once and I expected it to be ingrained in your brain for all of forever. And the reality is until I've repeated myself a couple thousand dozen times, they have no clue what I'm saying, especially a new hire that comes in with zero institutional knowledge. It is uh, it is unfair for me to expect them to know what I'm talking about simply because I explained something one time mm-hmm. uh, about our company or what we do or how we do things. It, there's a repetition that for the, for the leader can be frustrating yeah. because you feel like a broken record, but for that new hire, it is super valuable because they are just now starting to learn these words and what they actually mean. And so you have to devote a significant amount of time to it, but it's not like just an expense of time. It's not, I'm just spending time here. It's an investment of time. Uh, yeah. Because even even whenever you know you have those new hires that are doing those cross-departmental meetings, yeah, does it take 15, 30 minutes or an hour out of my day? Absolutely does. But that's exactly like the one, it's one of my favorite parts of my job, but two, it is, that is investments that because the things that that person is going to learn during those you know sit downs is going to be really important as they learn how to do their job better or quicker yeah. or whatever it is yeah. and and you have to you have to be willing to spend the time yeah and if you're not you're going to flounder along it's just another hey you know what let's train on this today because it sounds good yeah um, yeah, and, you're, and to your point, you know, we have a coach, a professional coach that's told us a couple times, it takes seven times for you to say something before someone hears it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Now, I've kept that in the back of my head a lot. Every single sales meeting, anytime I'm interfacing with the team, there's really five disciplines I want them to just, like, know, like, by heart. And so I'm going to keep repeating those things to your point, it's very frustrating Yeah, because <laughs> it's like, it oh, here we go again. And I know they think I'm crazy, which is fine. They can think I'm crazy. I want to <laughs> be committed to a vision and I want them to see, okay, if, you know, if, if they can say anything about my leader, it's, she really does care about these five things. <laughs> um, and so <laughs> these five things are really these important. These five things, if you can do this, you will be successful. But I, I do think I keep that in the back of my head seven times. So for your new hires, you know, your vision, your mission, your why, and yeah. what success looks like in their role, just keep repeating that yeah. every single day. Yeah. And, and that, that brings me to the last thing. And that is, you will never, ever, ever build out training plans for everything that you actually need to train on. Yeah. This is a this is an ongoing, living, breathing process. Mm-hmm. You, it, you never get to a finish line. And part of that's frustrating yeah. because I like to check the box, say it's done, <laughs> and move on. Um, part of it is encouraging because I don't feel like a failure because I don't have everything built out. Mm-hmm. And that is why it is so, so very important to start with the vision values of the organization. What I always tell our team is whenever you don't know how to make a decision or do something, 
always reflect back on our values. And based on our values, what would you tell yourself is the right thing to do here? And if you act in that spirit, you're never going to be wrong. Um, If you're, if you're doing something that is, you know, really providing empathy for our clients and servicing them well, and it was out of scope or out of the box or whatever, then we'll come alongside you, pat you on the back, say, Hey, I appreciate that you did that. And maybe here's how to do it next time. Yeah. But it's never a, oh, you did that wrong. You made the bad decision because they're operating within the framework of our values. Absolutely. Which is why we always start there. We end there and it's everywhere in the middle mm-hmm. um, because it's impossible to tell every person how to do whatever it is they're going to do every single time. Yeah. Uh, we live in a professional services world where there's ever-changing landscape. Mm-hmm. Things are different every, every day. month. <laughs> yeah, every day sometimes. Uh, and they have to be able to think on their feet. Definitely. So super important to get right. So if you're listening, here's here's the thing. I want you to, to think about the last time that you actually looked at your new hire training plans, your tr- your training pass, whatever that looks like, whether that's documented in like some kind of sophisticated, formalized electronic learning management system, or if it's simply a sheet of paper that you wrote 20 years ago and it's passing down from new hire to new hire, whatever that looks like, think through the last time you really looked at that and how detailed is it? What do you need to change about that plan to make it accurate, to really set your new hires up for success as early as they possibly can. And if you do that, what you'll find is there's going to be some holes. Some of, some of you guys probably had this stuff down super, super great. Others of you probably have never created any type of new hire training path. Um, either way, there's there's room to tweak it. So go take a look at that stuff. See where you can find some room for improvement and uh, get to work on it. And if you need any help with it, you can always reach us at one step better at works.com and we'd be glad to help. Yeah. We have created an onboarding plan that stems from the first, second week in 90 days. So if you need a template to get started, one step better at works.com, we might pass it along. Excellent. Thanks, everybody. Y'all have a great day. Thanks for listening to the One Step Better podcast. I'd really appreciate it if you would take some time to rate us five stars on your podcast player of choice. And make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you never miss out on another episode. Thanks and have a great day.